I always assumed I'd have a child someday. Like death and taxes and Barbara Walters, it seemed like an inevitable part of life. But I can't remember the exact moment Perry and I decided it was time for us to bring our own little person into the world. However, I can guarantee we didn't put nearly as much thought into it as we probably should have. I mean, it's a person we're talking about. We were making the decision to create and then raise a human being, which is much different than a dog, despite all those well-meaning people who compare their experience of raising a puppy to having a baby. And by the way, I was that person. It makes me want to go back in time and gouge out my own eyes when I think of how many times I compared my best friend Gully's stories of sleepless nights with her newborn son to my own harrowing tales of getting out of bed to let our puppy scout outside to go to the bathroom. Yes, that's the same, idiot. I think Perry and I both had the same perception of parenthood, something along the lines of how hard can this be? After all, we've raised a puppy, which is probably the same thing Cujo's owner thought. And we all know how that turned out. But if I really think hard, which is something I try not to do very often, I'd say the whole baby thing began as Perry and I drove home from a beach vacation one day in June 2001. We'd just spent three glorious days at the beach, fishing and reading and doing whatever other relaxing pastimes we used to do prior to becoming parents. I'd give you all the details, but this isn't that kind of book. We had the windows down and the Beastie Boys turned up loud. Don't judge. Beach vacations mean the Beastie Boys to me. It's who I am, a child of the 80s. You've got to fight for your right to party. We were a couple of tanned, relaxed fools listening to bad rap music. Then my cell phone rang. I turned down the music and flipped open my phone, because this was back in the days of yore when phones still flipped open and were incapable of telling you how well you slept the night before or what you needed to buy at the grocery store or how many steps you took that day. I read somewhere about a guy whose wife whispered, Mark of the Beast, Mark of the Beast, every time he used his iPhone to get directions and it was able to pinpoint his exact location. Don't think about that too long or it'll freak you out. Anyway, I opened my phone and Gully greeted me with, I'm pregnant. Immediately, I felt tears sting my eyes. My heart did some kind of weird flip that on second thought may have actually been my arteries hardening up, courtesy of my steady vacation diet of various forms of processed snack foods. I wasn't shocked to hear she was pregnant. After all, I'd been with her the week before and watched her devour an entire plate of triple cheese enchiladas, which totally aroused my suspicions. That day, she'd said it was too soon to know for sure if she was pregnant, but admitted it was a possibility. Three cheese enchiladas plus a bowl of queso seemed to indicate there was a good chance a baby was looking for some calcium to build strong bones and some fat to build chubby, edible baby thighs. I was right. She was pregnant, and I couldn't have been happier for her. But in my happiness, there was this twinge of loneliness or sadness or some other emotion that I couldn't nail down. I mean, this was Gully, my very best friend in the entire world, the person I'd shared a 10 by 10 room with all during college, the person who has loved me through all my ups and downs, who's seen me laugh the hardest and cry the most and encouraged me in everything from my faith in God to getting my bangs cut, the person who has known me since we believed there was no finer outfit in the world than a pair of plaid walking shorts with a denim shirt and some loafers, worn with socks. We've been together since the days we'd nail a beach towel over the window so we could nap all day before going out all night. College, it really is where idiots are born, or at least where they thrive. Now I was afraid she was moving on to exciting new things without me. We'd managed to get married within a month of each other, probably because God knew we'd need the other one to talk about all the things we didn't know about marriage, such as husbands expect dinner. But now she was headed toward full-on adulthood in the form of becoming someone's mother. She was moving on to things like wearing jeans that went all the way past her belly button and discussing the merits of different types of fruit snacks for school lunches. 
Considering that was my perception of motherhood, it should come as no surprise that it took me five years of marriage to even consider it. Having a dog doesn't require any of those things, although Scout will eat a fruit snack if the opportunity arises. I hung up my phone, looked at Perry, and announced Gully's pregnant. He took his eyes off the road and glanced over at me, and I watched the color drain from his face. You want one, don't you? He said. I I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Maybe. I don't know, I answered, which was all a total lie. The truth was I had thought about it. I'd thought about it a lot, and I knew I wanted a baby, most likely a bunch of them. I may have even had a list of baby names prepared. I was ready to move on to the next phase in our lives. My eyes must have conveyed my real answer because all of a sudden he said, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I may need to pull over and throw up. What can I say? I married romance. It's safe to assume that the last hour of our trip was much quieter than the previous.